You're listening to the Business with Purpose podcast with your host, Molly Stillman of stillbeingmolly.com. This podcast takes you behind the scenes with some of the world's most generous entrepreneurs, from the CEOs of mission-driven brands to directors of small community nonprofits and everything in between. Molly is sitting down with men and women who believe in changing the world not only through their personal lives, but also their professional careers. And now, here's Molly. Hey guys, I am so excited to introduce my guest to you today. This week, I have Carrie Grace, the inimitable Carrie Grace of the Kindness Box and at Carrie Grace Shop on Instagram. So many of you may be familiar with her and all of the joy that she spreads across the internet. You are going to love my conversation with Carrie. We just talk about ways that we can be purposeful in our own lives and in our businesses and just spread kindness to other people and how simple acts of kindness can really have a rippling effect on our communities. You will, like I said, love my conversation with Carrie, and I cannot wait for you to hear her story. Hi, Carrie. Hi, how are you? Good. I'm so excited to see you. I'm so excited to be here. I know people listening to the show right now, they're like, see you. I'm like, Carrie Grace, the inimitable Carrie Grace, is here <laughs> live with me in the studio for the episode of the Business with Purpose podcast this week. Yay. So I'm, fun. I know. I am so excited to have Carrie on the show. And I'm so excited to share her with you guys because you're just going to love her. She just exudes joy <laughs> in so many ways. Um, but Carrie, is, Carrie and I kind of, we, 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 we go, go like way back. Yeah, we do go way back. We go way back to like four and a half years ago. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so we met via the internets. Yes. And this is like shortly after Instagram came around. I don't even know if we remember if we met through blogs or Instagram. You had a uh, you had a meetup. Yeah. But, but like before that, because uh, I like in- invited you to it because this was like right when. So I started this organization called TriFab, which is for bloggers in the Triangle area of North Carolina. And um, I had like for the first meetup, I had just like personally emailed all these bloggers in the area. And I was like, hey, you want to come to this thing I'm starting? And, <laughs> and Carrie came. Yes. And it was so fun. Was yeah. I guess you must have emailed me just via the blogging. I think the blogging world. Yeah. Because I blogged at the time. You did. You did. No, and you I do. don't really. Uh, yeah. You, you, like, fake blog. <laughs> yeah. So. So before we kind of get into doing bits and stuff, <laughs> so <laughs> I want Carrie, I would love for you to give us the Carrie 101. So I want you to share your story. So tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, for those that don't know you, you know, where are you from? Where did you grow up? And what did you study? And, and what led you to where you are today? Okay. I'll try to make it short. <laughs> <laughs> don't, you don't, uh, we're here. We're, we're just hanging out. It's I love fine. It. Um, so I actually grew up in Chapel Hill, uh, North Carolina. Go Heels. Yes. And I went to UNC because I thought that was the only college as a kid that everyone went to yeah, in the go, world. Go Heels. <laughs> <laughs> and my parents apparently did not convince me otherwise. <laughs> um, so I went there and I majored in education, early education. So I got a degree in um, birth to kindergarten. Um, and my main uh, goal in doing that was I wanted to impact kids, and I felt like the early years were um, really important. You know, they're kind of developing, and, you know, so many important things happen between birth and kindergarten. Um, and ultimately, my goal was to teach kindergarten in a low-income school in Durham, which is the city over from where I grew up. Yeah. Um, that's got a little bit more poverty than the area I grew up in. Um, so majored in that, graduated got a job not in a low income school. Um, I graduated during a recession and um, I was nannying at the time for a family in Durham and then they 
had th- their kids went to a private school and they called the principal and said you should hire a nanny um so I got a job and it's a great job I did it for two years and while I was doing it I kind of started dabbling in uh all things blogging yeah. the internet um I started doing some handmade products and selling those to, my, in, to like parents for kids I, I'd made hair most of the time um just to I, you know I think I had some free time. Teaching does take up a lot of your time, but I team taught. So yeah. we divided all the work in half. So I really didn't take a lot home with me, which I had anticipated. Yeah. Um, so I kind of had all this free time. It was like nice. And all my other teacher friends were like, I have to work every weekend and all <laughs> nights cutting stuff out. And um, we just divided everything in half um, during the during the work day. So yeah. we really didn't have a lot at night. Um, so I started sewing things. I remember you made some bows for Lily oh, after yeah, Lily was, like forever, was born. Probably she has, forever ago. <laughs> she has some Carrie Grace shop bows. That's so funny. Now I don't do that at all. But um, that was kind of my entry into the internet, if you will. Yeah. Um, and so a lot of the reason I left teaching was I kind of started blogging, dabbling, you know, emailing strangers, if you will, even if they lived in the area. People were just strangers. And I don't think it was in co- as common like four or five years ago to yeah. like say, hey, what up, stranger on the internet? Uh-huh. Hey. Um, hey, girl, hey. But I did to <laughs> yeah. some degree. And I realized that um, I could use my gifting, which was encouraging um, people and just being a light and just, you know, pouring out love and kindness. I could kind of translate who, teacher carry into like internet carry. Um, and I left after two years kind of on a whim. It was kind of one of those like God moments where you say, okay, I think, I think he's going to use me more out of a classroom than in which was like mind-blowing because I think teaching is one of the you know front row seats to to having impact yep um and that's why that's that was kind of my whole purpose I want to impact people I didn't have to as my kids but that was the degree I major you know it was like I wanted to have impact and I knew that in a classroom you you would have impact like no questions asked little known fact I was a high school teacher for two years there I love it yeah 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 same thing so you you want to you go in and you want to see life's changed a little bit and you want to know and that's kind of I want to do all income because I think those kids don't get as much love necessarily and I really wanted to just pour out love and feed them and fill them up and so um I left after two years kind of on a whim like okay like uh, hands open okay if you're gonna grow this business and I part-time nannied for two years and then after that I went full-time um doing business and I've done um you know my business has ebbed and flowed since then yeah um but that is kind of how I went from education to self-employed if you will not the traditional trajectory not something I ever you know majored in you know how to run a company yeah if you will so if somebody if somebody is just hearing you for the first time, what do you do? How can you how can you share <laughs> all what the you things. do? All the things other than all the things because that um, is that does encompass Carrie Grace is does all the tr- things. That's true. Um, so my two main things, at least at this point, we'll mm-hmm. say, um, is I run something called the Kindness Box, which um, was monthly, and now I'm switching it to quarterly for 2017 onward, um, yeah. just to make it a little bit more manageable, but. Um, I typically say it's a box of happiness, so yeah. it's bright, happy, cheerful. It's for women, so prints, uh, you know, mugs, straws, necklaces, headbands, yeah. hair ties. You know, bright, happy, pick me upper, um, things. Uh, a lot of people tend to order it for gifts, and some people order it for themselves, kind of like I'm having a tough month. Let's yeah. you know, you know, have a pick me upper. Um, but it is kind of a gift box subscription. Yeah, company that I've been doing about two and a half years. That's awesome. Um, and then I used to sell um, 
hair rows and necklaces and I kind of transition out of that more into digital content. Yeah. So I do my own uh, online content myself and then I also do uh, online workshops three times a year that Molly yeah. graciously was a part of my first trial yeah. run and that I really love that because it kind of meshes my teaching background and world of okay you know education plus I get to work with all these really neat other you know women boss ladies and yeah. I get to um, share content with people who were like me kind of starting out like ah, where do you go how do you do how do you market how do you have a website yeah how do you have collaborations um so it's really neat to kind of be able to give back in that sense of okay here's all this con here's all the stuff i wish someone would have yeah told me i know <laughs> mistakes and so that's kind of what i'm doing and up to and at least will be what i'm doing um in 2017 i love it what was the you know obviously as somebody who went to school for teaching and you that's your i mean your heart is for other people what was sort of that transitional moment for you when you realized like I don't I don't think teaching is my calling or maybe it's it's a you know it's a gifting I have but maybe it's not necessarily what I'm like meant to do what when was sort of that transition for you where you were like I'm gonna leave teaching and I'm gonna really go go at this full time um so my first year of teaching was great amazing loved it had a great job you know thrilled first paycheck awesome you know like it was like this is amazing and then my second year we just had a hard year at my school it just was a hard year there were just a lot of um conflict I I think for me I I had wanted to switch from preschool to kindergarten and there was an opening and I didn't get it which was fine like you you don't get you don't always get what you want in life and I think um at the time it was so crushing it was yeah. probably one of the first times I'd ever applied for something it was like no sorry yeah. um and it was fine it was a it was soul crushing but I think for me it made me realize like well there are plenty of other things I want to go do and, and why wait? Um, yeah. So it, it was it was kind of this combination. It, not like I'm quitting because it's hard, but it was like, I don't know if I want to do this forever. Yeah. I thought I want to do this forever. It was a lot of um, political stuff. It wasn't so much the teaching that was hard. It was all the other things that came along with it. Yep. <laughs> and so. <laughs> yep. As a former teacher, I know exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah. So it was that. And it was just like, I'm not really having the impact I wanted to have. Yeah. Um, too much bureaucracy. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So it was that. And and then it was kind of like, and I was starting to really get into this internet world and realizing, gosh, I could, I can email complete strangers and, and make their day better. I can, I can tweet at random people and tell them to keep going. Yeah. And it's, it, it, it had the same, it was filling that same, it was filling the quota, the quota of, I want to have impact. I want to touch lives. I want to pour yeah. out kindness. It was, it was there. It was just, it looked very different. And I was yeah. like, wow, this is still my giftings. Um, so I don't, I never, I, I feel like I kind of said, I'm going to have to be dragged out of teaching, kicking and streaming. Cause I loved it. It was a great job. It was a great community. Um, and then I, I, it just got worse and worse and worse. And I was like, okay, I'm going to leave now before, yeah. you know, like we can't get any worse. So yeah. I'm going to, you know, I almost left halfway through the year and it was, it just was so painful. It was a painful year. And I thought I'm going to stick it out until I, I told myself in January I would leave. Like yeah. I, I gave myself permission to say, you can leave in June. Yeah. And I stuck it out till June and then. I have never looked back since. Yeah. When now you have such an amazing talent and um, and like you said, gifting and, and personality just for bringing so much joy to other people and bringing kindness to other people um, and and living in such a way that you just you just shine a light to people. And and especially in this day and age that we are living in like that in a lot of ways, Sally is very rare um, what is it about 
you know, kind of like you always say, like spreading and throwing kindness around like confetti. What is it about that that just, um, how did you know that that was something that you just felt called to do? How did you know that it was a gifting you had? And um, and what sort of has been your, your purpose behind things like the kindness box? And then some of the things that you do with Instagram, because you have such a, a community on Instagram that is so encouraging and uplifting. Um, talk a little bit about that. Well, I don't know. I, I think for me, uh, honestly, it's not necessarily like, oh, I have a gifting. I just thought everyone did this. So it, it, it's like, <laughs> you're like, doesn't every, isn't everybody just always super kind? And right. Awesome? Like for me, I, I think for me, it was so, um, <laughs> it was so normalized. This is kind of how I was raised. Um, and so it wasn't necessarily like, I have a gift to be kind and joyful. Um, it was very much a, this is what we do. This is, this is my, my family's, you know, it's just, it was our, it was kind of our, our, moral compass this is how we behave towards other people yep um and maybe probably somewhat how i was raised so it's really my worldview i also probably have um an unnatural level of empathy (laughs) which i've learned the hard way because you just you emote feelings and i'm like i can't leave homeless people on the street without food like that and i thought that was normal i thought everyone had these normal inklings of like people should have shoes and food and water and and i don't think it's ever in the visa world and i don't think that's not something bad. I think maybe if we all view the world, the world would maybe be more progressive, but yeah. I think people are gifted in very different ways. Um, and so that's kind of my gifting is to be very sensitive to other people's needs. So I think the kindness box came out of this, like one, it came out of this kind of need of people saying, Oh, I really don't like to put gifts together. Like I wish I could just send something to someone and say, Hey, sorry for your miscarriage or sorry for your loss or celebrate a, a, a victory, but not have to like go to the store, pick all these things out, put in a box, ship it. So kind of cutting out, you know, that that for people. Yeah. Um, so a lot of that came out of this kind of like place of, you know, what if I can help spread joy easier for people? Yeah. Um, and I've gotten to be part of a lot of cool stories as a result. Just um, people write notes and then I hand write them and send them out. And, I, and you don't always know the full story, but some of them you can read and kind of say, okay, that person is going through a difficult time or yeah. that person just had a baby or that person just turned 90 so it's really it's like yeah it's been neat to kind of I love see. that yeah it's been neat to kind of um, I also like to picture a 90 year old like rocking her like rocking a statement necklace <laughs> yes, just, yes. I'm just saying like yeah because that's what I, that's gonna be me when I'm 90 yes I'm yeah like, I thought it was gonna be you check me out with my statement necklace and my <laughs> glitter eyeshadow <laughs> yes that's true and a blanket scarf oh yes <laughs> at 90 I love that <laughs> eating at Chipotle let's be honest <laughs> let's be honest that's, that's my retirement right there I love it I love it <laughs> so with the kindness box I mean obviously and and with you know you you do some of these workshops for creative entrepreneurs and things like that like you do have such a unique um you're so business savvy and you're you have a very unique business mindset um and I've been trying to show people, you know, especially through this podcast, because a lot of times people think like, oh, if I'm going to be, you know, if I'm because obviously 99 percent of the people that are listening to this podcast are, you know, employed in some way, shape or form through maybe they run a small business or maybe they work for somebody else, whatever it is. Um, A lot of times people think like, oh, I can only have an impact if I volunteer my community or I can only have an impact if I start this business that gives you know, a percentage of the proceeds to an orphanage in India, or, you know, I'm employing a small artisan group in Haiti. Like, people don't realize that 
you can have an impact and you can have a purposeful business no matter what you do, whether or not you're a creative, whether you're a creative entrepreneur, whether you're a financial advisor, whether you're a teacher in a classroom, like we can all have a positive impact and all live a life of purpose and, and work with purpose and do so many things in our daily lives that we're doing anyway and have a positive impact and a lasting impact on people. Um, how is that something that you've really, like you said, you know, this is one of those things that was sort of like ingrained in you in so many ways and just your, your personality and the way you grew up. And that was it for me too. That was something my parents ingrained in me. Um, but how is it something that you have tried to incorporate into everything you do? And what is what is it that just really drives you and moves you? Um, yes, that's a good question. Like <laughs> I'm like trying to listen to everything you say and I'm like, oh, where was the question in that? <laughs> I know. Um, Sorry. <laughs> no, you're I was like, that was very, very insightful. <laughs> um, well, I think I I um I actually call it the Oprah dilemma, which is what you're talking about. And I like it, the Oprah dilemma. Well, so I think the problem is people feel like if they can't give everyone a car then they shouldn't try. Yeah. Um, so I try to fight against that because I, th- I think that's what people, f- we live in a day and age now where we have followers and we have, inst- we're instantly sharing content and we're, ki- you know, we're kind of feeling like, okay, if we have a ton of followers and a ton of content, you're going to rise to the top if you will. You know, there's tons of fashion bloggers that you have millions of followers and they fly around the world for free and you're like, okay, they're having all this impact and they're doing all these cool things. Um, but I think we feel like if it's not, if it's not like flashy or shiny, then it's not counted. Like, it, it, right. you know, kind of like if a tree falls in the forest and nobody no hears, hears it, it. Yeah. it's like, did it fall? It's like that same thing. It's like, yes, it did fall and someone might have heard it. And so yeah. for me, um, this probably answer your question in two parts, but that like, I have to remind myself, like, I'm not Oprah. I'll probably never be Oprah. I'm probably never going to give someone a car. Um, but can I do small, you know, acts of kindness every day and, and and have impact. And I think the thing too is we, we want, sometimes we want credit and it's, it, oh, well, I want, I want to be acknowledged that I did something kind. And I think a lot of times impact is, um, I, I think I heard this quote of like, it's the story someone goes home and tells around the dinner table about you that you never get to hear. Yeah. So kind of like you smile, you, you know, you high five someone at Target, a cashier at Target and, then, and she's going to go home, maybe tell her husband that story. Yeah. And it's going to have an impact, but it, and it might change your attitude about work but like you don't get the credit like necessarily you don't get the thank you you don't get the return on the right investment if you will yeah um so i think a lot of times people don't do that either because they're not positively reinforced it's kind of like this like i was kind and um you know i didn't get kindness back yeah so why would i keep trying yeah um and so i think that yeah, I think that's part, like, the answer's part of your question. Yeah. No, <laughs> yeah. I think for me, that's kind of, I have to remind myself, and after, you know, I always tell people, like, you don't have to have a platform. You don't have to have a business. You don't have to have a million followers. You just got to yeah. have one person that needs something, or maybe doesn't even need it. Like, you know, just smile at someone in the parking lot. Um, but here's the thing. I would say everybody needs that. Yeah. It does, you know, and sometimes, like, people don't, People think like, oh, you have to have, yeah, like you said, like a big following or like a big budget. Yeah. Like you've got, like, you got to have enough money to like just give everybody, buy everybody's groceries. Like that's not, that's totally not what you need to do. Right. Yeah. It's it's encouraging people in the small ways too. Yeah. I think, and you were asking, I think kind of like what my foundation of that is. And I think a lot of it is just like having a faith base and kind of being like hands and feet of Jesus. Like, you know, I can go out there and, um, you know, have, uh, have this impact and you know be 
good to people because that's kind of what I feel like I'm called to do in my life is, yeah. is love people in this kind of unconditional way. Yeah. Um, I think for me, probably what, what was a game changer, because I think you can be raised this way, but you can you can say you can get to adulthood and say, like, forget this. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah the, the same my cup of tea. Right. I think you can be raised a certain way and then let go of it. Um, when I was 14, I worked I volunteered at the hospital um as uh, a candy striper oh um, yeah candy striper yeah so I actually blogged about that and referred to myself as a candy striper oh no learned <laughs> learned I needed to google spellings yeah. and words yeah that, that that wouldn't be good um no and people read it it was a very red post and then someone tweeted me complete stranger and informed me that that is not how you spell stripes <laughs> so um <laughs> So yeah, that was Carrie the whole thing. Grace, the candy stripper. Yes, that was what I put on the internet for a day till I went back and edited it. But, oh no! Um, for people who don't know what that is, is you look like a candy cane, um, and it's like a little apron thing, and you basically deliver cards and flowers that other people have sent to the hospital. So you're yep. not you're not actually going and like giving flowers to strangers, but you're giving flowers to strangers on other on someone else's behalf um, yep. who isn't there. So um, I spent a whole summer doing it. My high school required that we volunteer. And I had a very bad attitude about volunteering at the time as a 14-year-old. Um, but, you know, I thought, okay, I'll do the hospital. And for me, it was, it was, I mean, it's probably the first time I really experienced death because some of the patients didn't make it. That, I, that you know, I, yeah. I started to memorize people and names and things. And um, I think for me, it created this urgency of, you know, I think even at 14, it gave me this concept of time yeah. that, I, that I don't think most 14-year-olds really think about I think when you're 14 to maybe 21 you think you're invincible I'm gonna drive around I'm gonna do all these things I mean I, I remember I used to drive so fast as a teenager because you just feel invincible yeah like nothing's gonna get you and I think for me and some of the patients were older they were you know dying of cancer at an old age um but there were some rooms I went to see and I had cards and the cards did not make it and I think so I think for me it was this weird thing where you have these cards that never made it to the person's eyes yeah and then never got to hear these, hear these words and so I think for me it's crazy I my whole life has been you know I always got to the moment when I really was changed by this this like watching people's eyes when they get gifts when they're even if they're in the hospital for a short amount of time or you know gifts cards whatever it's it was uh that was seeing people's joy and realizing gosh this is so simple yeah just showing up with words and love and changing someone's day and then realize you have to do it fast because you're, you're not guaranteed tomorrow yeah really change the trajectory of how i view the world and how i view time and love and so i think every day i'm kind of like this could be it and i'd rather i mean i my thing is i would rather i hope when i whenever i go to heaven that people get cards after i'm gone i hope that i'm, st I'm mailing stuff out and they they arrive like that's what i hope that i'm i hope that like that goes beyond me yeah you know that I'm writing card every day and it's it's you know it's not getting it's not arriving until I'm gone and that's kind of how I viewed kindness and yeah. viewed business and um you know for me it's not all about profit it's kind of like am I am I making people's lives better along the way yeah and it, you know it has to be profitable but it's that's not the end goal for me necessarily it's not like how much money can I collect yeah there's a I, I think I've mentioned it on the show once or twice maybe not and maybe it's just like I'm meshing like real life conversations with conversations I've had with people on the show. But there's a Zig Ziglar quote that's something to the effect of like, take care of enough people and you'll never have to worry about money a day in your life. Mm. And like, not to say that like, 
it, I'm, a, I'm, I'm sure I'm misquoting it, but it's something to that effect. Like, if you continue to take care of people and if you serve other people, you will never have to worry about money. Because, like, it's just that the more that you take care of other people, like, people will take care of you. Um, and, yeah, it, it's it's funny you, you, you mentioned the story about being a candy striper. <laughs> Not a candy striper. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, my mom was a nurse, <clears throat> and I think that that's where – and I think that that is where I get a lot of my same thing. Like my mom was the most empathetic person. I mean, she, there's a reason she went to, I mean, she served in the Vietnam war and she went to war, like literally she wrote in her book and everything. She said, um, I went to war because, you know, I wanted to put, you know, these, these boys back together. Like she wanted to go, she was a nurse. So she was going to go, she was an OR triage nurse in the Vietnam war. Like she is literally putting boys back together, um, and, and women. Um, but you know, so she just really instilled in me from the moment I was born till the moment she died, like a sense of you take care of other people. If somebody needs a place to stay, they come stay. Um, and it doesn't matter what they look like, how much money they have, who they are, where they're from. Like, it just doesn't matter. Like, it just you just take care of other people. And there are so many things that she did in her life just for other people that I've adopted. Like, you know, one of the things I always make sure I do is I always have care packages, like little bag care packages for homeless people or panhandlers in my car at all times. That's something I got from my mom because my mom's like, I'll never give money to a homeless person, but I'll feed them and I'll make sure they're clothed or I'll make sure that they're warm or they have something to drink. Um, that's not alcohol. <laughs> and, I'm, you know, and that's just but that was because my mom, she grew up in D.C. And so she she saw them. And so she, you know, she would always have like this is in the 90s. So, the, you know, those like packs of McDonald's used to have like the packs of um, like they were like dollar bills, like McDonald's dollars or something. Oh, that's fun. She would always have those in the car, gloves, shoes, I mean, old coats, like anything. She would just have these care packages in the car for homeless people she saw. And so, like, I've adopted those types of things. But it's funny because, um, like you said, that you hope that when you get to heaven, like, the people are still receiving cards. It just reminded me of when I was pregnant with Lily. So this is – this was at my, at my baby shower in June of – 2013. So this is a couple months before Lily was born. I was having my baby shower and my sister gave me a present and I opened it up and it was two baby blankets that my mom had crocheted when she was dying and she knew that she wasn't going to be around when um, I was having a kid. And here I am like, I'm not going to cry. I'm not going (laughs) to cry. But I opened them up and I knew right away what they were and where, who made them. Because I recognized the like knitting and the or the right. crocheting, um, and I just looked at them and I, I, I just like I remember sitting and staring at my sister and she's like, she's like, mom made these and she, there was like one like kind of gender neutral one and one pink one, um, and I just thought about like, like I know that's like such kind of a random example, but it was just such an example of like her genuine thought and. Um, her planning and just making sure that everybody else was taken care of. And like, even me, like she took care of her family. She took care of friends. It didn't matter. Like she thought ahead of time, like I'm going to make sure that these are done for when my kids have kids. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and that's something that I just like, I think that if we all just were a little more purposeful in our own 
how we take care of each other and the people are in our own circles and our own communities. So just what kind of impact that can have on people's lives. And I know that's like such a random story, but it just made me think. Yeah, of that. yeah, yeah. I totally get that. Um, and I also, you know, this month. So this was this month was the well. Well, we're recording this in December. Sorry, spoiler alert, guys. But this <laughs> this airs in January. But this was our second year doing the our twenty five acts of kindness, and um, I started it last year with Lily because I wanted. I mean, main, mainly, I just this in a lot of ways. Like, I just. I want our kids to grow up and I love Christmas. I love the magic of the holiday season, but I just, I so badly don't want our kids to grow up and have it all just be about presents and gimme, 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 gimme. Cause there's enough of that right. <laughs> in our culture. And I, I, I love giving presents. I love getting presents and I want my kids to be excited about presents. I just didn't want that to be what the focus of this season is because for a lot of kids, that's what it is. They're like counting down the days till they get to open the presents. And that's fine for some people. That's just not what I, wanted for our own kids and so I just was like you know what I'm gonna make I'm gonna do this this project and we're gonna kind of it's gonna be like a kindness advent and yada 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 and so this was this and my whole intention actually was not to share it publicly um because I didn't want it to be about like oh you just want the credit you know you just want people to know you're doing kind things and I'm like oh you know that's it's not the purpose for it um but enough people asked about it that I was like okay fine we'll do it and then enough people were like oh we love it we want to see more of these things and social media needs more kindness and I was like okay um but anyway this year it was so interesting because when we we really ramped it up and I partnered with the tv station everything to do it it was so interesting to me some of the comments (laughs) that people would make like negatively about it they would be like well I I just don't have it in the budget and I'm like thinking to myself like over half of the tasks are free (laughs) like (laughs) somebody was like well I just don't I just don't have time or um, somebody else was like, well, we should be kind all year round. And I'm like, <sighs> like, like, yeah, I'm sure you are, sir. <laughs> like, yeah. I'm sure you, you are. You can't win them all. <laughs> you, can't, you can't win them all. But yeah, it just, it blows my mind sometimes when people are like, oh, just, yeah, yeah you, have, you have to have money and you have to have time to be kind. And I'm just like, yeah, I mean, I get that a lot too. And I think people feel like it's... Um, or you're using social media to talk about yourself being kind. Mm-hmm. But, and I bumped against that. And I know people, there's been negative feedback for myself personally. But I have to, I mean, I once brought two pizzas to homeless people that I'm, that I'm happy friended on the corner of a street. And I talked about it on um, Instagram. And then some lady in like Athens, Georgia went and bought pizza and sent me a photo and fed her homeless people. And I'm like, you know what? If you're going to think that's negative, because look at me, I'm doing something nice. Yep. Well, like more homeless people got fed. So I don't right. feel bad. I don't, I think there's a tension. The internet is like, look at me. That's yep. the basis of the internet. Yeah. So if I get to say, look at me and my trip around the world, or look at me being kind and giving homeless people pizza, like that's what I'm going to choose. Yep. You're going to get negative feedback, whatever you do. I think that's the oh, yeah. Like, oh, you have too much clothes. You have not enough clothes. You don't, this doesn't match. You're too skinny, too not skinny. I mean, there's just so many haters on the internet. Yep. And so. I'd rather be known as like, she's kind and it's annoying than, <laughs> you know, than like, she fancy, you know, like, oh my gosh, I love it. I'd rather annoy people with kindness. <laughs> You're like, oh my gosh, that Carrie Grace, she's just so nice. Ugh, just right, I'd awesome. rather be that person than like, look yeah. at her, you know, look at her indulging, her, indulging, yeah. you know, and it, it's, people are always, this is the thing, people are always going to write stories about yeah. your life 
whether that's actually a story or not. And, and yeah. there's no reason to convince them otherwise. So yeah. I'm like, write whatever story you want, but this is my real life. And this is yeah. what I, I think the thing, and people have always said this to me, people who've known me before I like quote unquote did the internet. And yeah. I mean, girls who knew me 10 years ago that I'm still friends with. And they've always have said to me, this is who you were 10 years ago. You just have more people. You now have an audience. Yeah. And like, what a gift that is. Like use that well, use the platform well, use the audience well. But I mean, 10 years ago, I was, I, I spent a whole year baking every Saturday, like random cupcakes and cookies and handed them out to strangers at church. Yeah. Like, like that was normal to me. Like, that was, yeah. I, now I look back and I'm like, that was probably, I was probably a weird girl. I'm like, oh, there she is with her bags and treats. <laughs> <laughs> but that's what I did a whole year. It was like my New Year's resolution. Like I'm going to bake every Saturday. I'm gonna, I, I love it. And just gave cookies to people I did not know. I love it. I but, you know, now I just do it in a different capacity and I'm able to share, like, this is, you know, me giving cookies to people. Yeah. And then and same with you. Like, it inspires people to go do. The nice always wins. Sometimes you just feel the brunt of the yeah. negative. I was going to ask you how, as you have grown your platform, which, I mean, you've grown it, you know, in, I mean, by leaps and bounds since I first met you. Um, how have you dealt with the negativity because negativity comes and I mean it's something I experience and I it can sometimes like really bring me down but I've gotten better over the years at getting a little bit of a thicker skin although sometimes like I'm just like I'm still human and like words still hurt you know or you know whatever it is um how have you and 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 that that was gonna say I'll put this in context too just all business owners we all bump into the negativity and in life we bump into haters whether they're on the internet or in real life how do you deal with that and how do you combat it and how do you just either try to brush it off or maybe you just try to um you know maybe you address it and you move on what 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 does that look like for you um yeah it's funny because I don't have a thick skin and so and I love Frozen and I love Taylor Swift, but it was so funny because people would always say, you know, one or two things you let it go or you shake it off. And I'm like, I, I don't, and I love those songs, but I don't think it's that easy. Mm-hmm. I don't think you just say haters going to hate. Like, yeah. Thank you, Taylor Swift. Great song. And it, and when I get over the hurt part, then I say haters going to hate, but it, you don't, you don't brush it off. It's not easy right. to necessarily, you know, I think for me, um, there have been so many cool stories that I've gotten to be a part of, of really life changing things for me. And I've got, sometimes I have to step back and be like, I've gotten to travel to more States than I ever thought I would go. I have more friends from the internet than I ever imagined having. And it's always worth it to me. Yeah. It's like, okay, if all these people are going to write, you know, I've had people send me negative direct messages or like, oh my gosh, you know, look at her, whatever, you know? But I think it's like, you just stay true to yourself. And yeah. that's my main thing is um, as long as I feel like I'm staying true to myself, then I can handle negativity. Yeah. And sometimes it's like criticism. It's like, okay, yeah, that isn't really my character to do that. Um, but I think, you know, I I had always wanted a very quiet life. I think teaching sometimes provides you a quiet life. You kind of have the summers off. You do whatever you want. It's not like you can't share your classroom on the internet because that's not legal. You know, all this stuff. So yeah. I went from kind of this very private life to very public life and you know there's been certain things I've had to be more protective of that I yeah. don't share um you know boundary sake and I think that helps it's like you know you it's like okay I don't want to I don't want to get criticized unless I'm just not gonna tell the internet these things yep. um and so I think for me it's just kind of you know there's been some days where I've been like super bummed like uh that stinks or you know you get a you get a not kind email I've gotten a few of those in my life and yeah. you're just like <laughs> yeah uh you just put in a folder you you know and 
you called it? And I think a lot of times people, um, people tend to react quickly. Yeah. And they don't really think through things. And I've had a couple people come back and say, like, I didn't know the big story. I didn't know the full picture. I didn't, you know, like, I didn't know whatever you have going on. Uh, you know, I've had a couple, couple people come back and apologize and say, like, my bad. I just assumed things. Yeah. And then kind of attacked you. Um, you know, we're not perfect. We're not, we're, you know. I always have to think negative people have a hard life. Yeah. Um, and I don't think it necessarily makes them feel better. It's a temporary relief. Like I'm going to tear her down and I'm going to yeah. temporarily feel better about myself, but I, I don't have a bad life. So it's like, at the end of the day, it's like, okay, if 25 of you are going to say negative things. Like you're obviously having a harder life yeah. than me. So I can have grace and empathy and love for that. Yeah. Um, you know, I think that's unfortunate. I think cyberbullying is unfortunate. Um, but I think for me, it's just kind of rising. Yeah. I just have a great life and, and clinging to what's true. You know, you can get very swept up. I'm like, well, so-and-so thinks I'm this, that, and the other. Yeah. And then you kind of go back to your like, well, who are my real friends? Yeah. And I think as long as my real friends. What do your real friends think of you in your real life? No, I mean, like, like I'm, I'm, think, I'm, not, I'm not asking you, like, <laughs> what do your real friends think of you? I'm just saying more as a rhetorical question. <laughs> like, yeah, when you think about, like, well, if this person on the Internet that doesn't know me is saying these things, you know, if my real friends in my real life thought them too, then maybe they'd be true, but they're, yeah. but they're not, you know? Well, and I think it's just a gauge of that. It's a, and it's so humbling to be used to, to impact people. So you run into, yeah. you run into the positive and you're like, well, that was worth all the negative. Yeah. I actually read a quote from, or maybe it was a talk from Brene Brown. Who yeah. talked about like having a post-it stamp and on the back, you put the people's opinions who matter. Yeah. And then if they're not on it and it's negative, you, it doesn't matter. So yeah. basically you just, you know, like, those are the only people that count. Yeah. And so I think you just are like, you don't count. Yeah. Negative voice, don't count. You don't count. Um, so to, to shift a little bit, what is on the docket for Carrie Grace in 2017? I know you said that you're taking the kindness box down to quarterly. Yes. Um, I mean, I think I'll still end up having the same amount of sales. It'll just be a bigger box. Yeah. So I wanted to do more seasonal, honestly. Yeah. So I'm going to kind of do like spring summer fall winter yeah um and that way people can more likely receive it for themselves that they want because yeah. like, oh this is a cute pick me up or you can do four times a year or you can just do once yeah. um and i think the holiday will obviously will be the biggest box um but yeah and i'm, I'm moving that to a warehouse um oh that's exciting yeah in march so i, I bought myself a little bit of time it was kind of like I, there wasn't a lot of time in between all the months to like and we're moving to a thing but i found a great warehouse in uh, in Cary, North Carolina. Nice. Um, that I can kind of have a connection with. So that's the goal. Um, yeah, I mean, 2016 was an interesting year. It was not yeah. my favorite year. Um, so I feel like I've really tried to set myself up for a little bit better of a of a year. Um, so the box will be four times a year, and then I'll do um, three workshops. Oh, um, awesome. Yeah, and I've almost, like, booked everyone for the workshop, which is crazy. That's great. Um, yes, yeah, so I have one in January, one in May, and one in October, and they'll all be online um live but online um just because i like that that format of yeah. not having to like organize a conference mm -hmm. um and not having to pre-record it either um so and i'm kind of staggered so i can have seven months of of different things if you will and then mm -hmm. i'm doing a couple speaking gigs um and a bunch of just like life traveling which will be exciting that's awesome um, yeah i have a couple projects i'm working on that are like still under wraps yeah Ooh, i like it <laughs> secrets secrets um yeah they won't be done by january when this comes out but yeah i have two things that both um 
promote kindness, which standard for me. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, I love it. Um, one I've been working on for a couple months. Um, that I'm just waiting on some approvals for. Um, yeah. But yeah, it was kind of that same thing of like you know how like you were saying with your advent. You know, what are things we can do to kind of you know a harness social media and b just kind of provide ways for people to do kind things. Right. Easy ways for people to do kind things. It's very black and white like yours. Right. Um. So I'm looking to do that, but I don't. Yeah. I, I, I don't have like major, like these are my huge goals. I mean, it's, it's going to look very similar to this year, but I think I have a little bit more under my belt. Yeah. I learned kind of all the learning curves of doing digital content. Um, so next year feels a little bit easier. Like, okay, I know how to do this. I've done yeah. this a few times. I've worked out all the kinks. Um, yeah. So I may, who knows? I may end up doing my own uh, course by the end of the year on kind of social media yeah. and, and whatnot, but I haven't quite, you know, I'm, I'm leaving my hands a little bit open. <laughs> I like it. That's awesome. What would be three goals you have for 2017? And they can be, you can be, do three professional goals, three personal goals. You could do a mixture of like personal, Ooh. professional, spiritual. Like what would be three goals for you in 2017? That's a good question. I actually, that's my Friday thing. I'm going to set my goals. Ooh, um, yay. Well, you can get a sign up like, like dream storm it right yes. now. Yes. I know. I'm like, I should put my phone out. I have all my goals for the year. <laughs> oh, so one thing I probably, I could say it's not necessarily a secret. So uh, one of my best friends from college, she has been like just a godsend in 2016, just a terrible year. And she has been there and you know, every countless kind of like one of those things where people are like, are you an angel in disguise? Yeah. Um, just a lifesaver. And so she and I have been talking and um, we're potentially going to do a kid's book. Nothing like we're not trying to necessarily get a book deal or whatever. Like we're literally going to probably self-publish um a kid's book that's so fun yeah, so we have a little illustrator and we haven't really set a deadline for it but um she's really good at the like let's get stuff done and I'm good at the marketing so we're actually a good team and it's something fun to kind of be like a project we did together she doesn't really do the internet life if you want so that's what I was called the internet life yeah like, the internet's like she's not really you know I mean she posts on Instagram or kids and stuff but she's not really trying to do an internet business. Yeah. Um, so I would probably do a little bit more of the sales and the whatnot. Um, but it's something I'd always thought about doing. It's a little easier than a full book. Yeah. That's so funny because I have a bucket list item of writing a kid's book. Oh, I mean, so not fun. like not in 2017, but just like a life bucket yeah. list item. Like I've always wanted to write a kid's book. I can't draw to save my life. Yeah, so same, same. <laughs> I'm like, I'd have to find an illustrator. So <laughs> Yeah. One of her friends does illustrations. So, That's awesome. Um, we were thinking about just all kind of it. This is one of those things where it's, it's not a... Um, I mean, I thought about writing a book at some point because a couple people have kind of approached me and said, have you thought about doing this? And I'm like, oh, maybe someday mm-hmm. um, I would write a book, but I don't feel like I have a book in me. Mm-hmm. But I feel like a kid's book is something I could do and I would rather do it with her. Yeah. Like, that would be a fun, like, look at the project we did together. That's and so fun. Yeah. So I've been, I've been pursuing that a little bit, but it's kind of one of those, like, because we're not really trying to make it a moneymaker, it's not like the forefront of either our brains. Like, yeah. well, let's do it tomorrow. But that is a goal because yeah. we did not accomplish it in 2016. That's <laughs> but okay. We dreamed it in 2016. You dreamed it. Um, so that's one Gosh, oh. I mean, I have kind of like I would I would love to sell a ton of workshops in 2017. Yeah. That's kind of one of my goals. I'm, I'm trying to be a little more strategic yeah. about it. And I may end up hiring a, um, someone to do some marketing for me. Oh, awesome. so I'm looking to kind of maybe build out a team a little bit more in that sense. And I've been uh, doing some interviews and stuff. So cool. expanding. Yeah. Expanding, if Ooh, you will. Expanding the Carrie Grace team. Yes. Expanding <laughs> the Carrie Grace team. Um, yes. Let's think about it. Um, that can be two. Well, I think I, I, um, I'm debating going to Ireland at some point. That's like a bucket list. <gasps> That's a bucket list item for me too. 
Oh, look at we got all this. We, we do the same have all list. the same bucket list <laughs> items. Well, my bucket list item is actually to take my dad to Ireland. Oh, fun! So, because my dad's, I, I mean, I don't even think he's ever really been over. Has he been overseas ever? I don't think he has. Mm. Like maybe Canada, but I don't okay. know. That's yeah. not overseas. <laughs> that's no, just in that's another like country. Door. <laughs> yeah, it's like next door. Um, but yeah, it's my dad. I mean, my whole. I mean, my la- my main name is Buckley. Like, like we we got some Irish in us, and my dad's like dream in his life has been to go to Ireland and play oh, golf there fun. and my dad's gonna be 73 this year so I'm like I'm like we got it we got to get this in dad we got to go and I'm not saying you're, I'm not saying my dad's gonna go tomorrow I'm just saying like life is short life is yes. short we want I want to experience this with you so that's that's totally a bucket list item for me in the next couple couple years because I want to like maybe be able to pay for my family to go but yeah that's so fun yeah so I'm yes go to Ireland yeah I'm looking to do that I've been interested in doing it. one of my friends travels quite a bit so I'm like maybe she'll come just a fun a fun trip I won't yeah. do it at the front end of the year just because I have so many projects I'm managing. But it's like, I mean, if I could travel and do that for fun, um, I've been a little bit burnt out. So I'm kind of yeah. like, I, I don't know if I need them. I'm not very good at um, stepping away from things, if you will. Well, it's funny because I was just about <laughs> to ask you, because you are a manager and doer of all the things yes. and projects. What do you do when you when you realize you're getting burnt out? And like you were saying before we started recording, you were like, I'm taking some time off. Like, what do you do to try and just recharge? Like, what do you do to kind of reconnect with yourself or just feel refreshed? What is what is energizing for you? Yeah, I think what what I've um, and I've told you before. I think what, what's hard is that it's a slippery slope for me because what I do for profit is also what I wouldn't do for profit, if that makes mm-hmm. sense. So yeah. it's an interesting dance. Um, and I think, you know, say find a job you love and, you know, you'll never work a day in your life, but it's like, it's still work. It's still um, work. Yeah. But it's, it's enjoyable work. And so I think for me, what's been hard and, and you might've been, well, you, you've kind of mentioned it sort of, but I, I did something which I've called kind days. Didn't yeah. have a name, but I did these three events this year. And the first one I did was very life giving, which basically I just, gave food away to strangers that's that's the gist of it if yeah. you will. I gave ice cream and then donuts in, in exchange for people pledging to be kind um and that had actually been a bucket list dream of mine um that was actually like my number four bucket list I wanted to have an ice cream day I wanted to rent an ice cream truck and this is speaking back to what you're saying about people saying I don't have time and money so I wanted to I wanted to rent an ice cream truck it wasn't something I planned on doing in 2016 I was like you know someday I'll rent this ice cream truck and it'll probably cost hundreds of dollars and I'll like drive around and give ice cream away yeah you can't drive someone else's ice cream truck around town apparently yeah. number one number two it's like a thousand dollars and I thought you know this isn't really my this isn't in my budget for sure yeah and I was like is this really gonna promote kindness if I'm in a truck and I don't actually have the space to be that close to a human, like to have that human interaction if I'm like above them in a vehicle. Right. And so I just did these like little tents and it ended up being way better. And I was like, forget that. Like it, it, my dream shifted. But something like that, it was kind of an interesting dance because it was sort of a business, yeah. if you will. But it was something that I had wanted to do for 10 years. Yeah. Um, and so stuff like that fuels me because it's not really like it's not profitable I'm like losing money if you will on that but it's like so life-giving so I think for me it's certain things like that where it's like let me go out and just do something to do it yeah um and not it's not necessarily it's not a business move if you will it's like no this is something I just want to go do um uh, yeah, I don't. I don't really have a concrete thing. Like sometimes I'm just like, let me just watch some Netflix. Yeah, and not use my brain. <laughs> yeah. Um, but like you're saying, I, I have a very strategic brain, so I'm always like, oh, could I send that person? Like I'm always googling yeah. and you know, like I view things from a very business mindset. Even when I'm watching TV, I'm like, who is that celebrity? Um, and so it's an interesting dance. I think my brain just has learned to stay on 24/7. Yeah. But when I've traveled in the past, I actually hired someone and they ran my social media. 
and I got like a two week mental break and it was very life giving to like not care about anything on the internet. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of why I'm looking to maybe take another trip where it's like, I can kind of just shut that yeah. off for a little bit and really recharge. Yeah. Um, I'm just kind of a go, go, go until you crash and then you yeah. don't go anymore temporarily. Yeah. <laughs> Personality. And I don't, you know, you have to really retrain your yeah body self yeah. to not be that kind of human. Yeah. I love that. Well, you are just somebody who inspires me in so many different ways and you inspire so many people. Um, and I just, I'm just, I feel so lucky to know you and call you a dear friend. And I just can't wait to see all that you do in 2017. (laughs) Thank you. I'm so excited. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show. Yeah. Thank you for having me. I know. This was a blast. I know. It was so fun to just hang out with you. Like, it was like girls just chit-chatting. Yeah. I have my Diet Coke. You don't have a drink. I know. I should have brought one. (laughs) It's all right. It happens. You know, I just, I don't don't drink coffee. So. I don't either. We're very, we are very, we are same Z's in so many ways. (laughs) Um, well, Carrie, thank Thank you so much. Well, 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 actually, before we go, how can people find you online? Okay. So what's the best way to connect with you? Um, Instagram is my jam. At Carrie So at Gray Carrie Shop. Gray Shop, which yes. it might change. Spoiler oh. alert. That might change at some point. Um, and then Stay alert, folks. Yeah. And then at the kindness box at the kindness box i love it yeah i love it well thank you so much for being my guest and thank you guys so much for listening to the business with purpose podcast if you like this show i would just hug your neck if you shared it with a friend um, and left us a review on itunes that would also mean the world to me you can also tweet at me um, at still being Molly or find me on Instagram at still being Molly and let me know what you thought of this episode and just leave Carrie Grace some love because you know she just she's such an encourager of so many other people that you know it's it's nice to get some encouraging words back so just send Carrie some love and um, and be sure to tune in next week for another episode right here on the podcast and we'll see you guys next time bye